Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast. You're back. I'm back. How was Yoel? Yoel, uh, y nuevo. Is that, that's the only thing that we said to each other. And we high-fived. I said, y nuevo, and he said, y nuevo. Wait, is that real? high-fived. I yeah. hope you saw him. Oh, no, I didn't see him. Damn it. Chances are he's not in Cuba. No, no one with any money would stay in Cuba. Or anybody in sports. Do you remember how we like we got a whole bunch of soccer players it in the MLS? The, the volleyball team. Well, oh, wait, also, continue your story. Uh, Alonzo from Seattle Sounders. Um, also, Alvarez, do you remember that sent the the replacement that we had for Kyle Beckerman for center defending mid? Mm-hmm. They just came on the, the national team. They came with the national team and then defected and just disappeared just from the hotel. So apparently an entire volleyball team did that. Yes. Yeah. That is true. I was talking to my taxi driver down there who was a pleasant man, and I was talking about that them defecting. And um, he was like, oh, no, it was an entire volleyball team. Yes. So he was, I mean, he was that open happened. about it. And he, had, I mean, they admitted that they, they, they all bolted. Um, but, I mean, it was, it, it was a very interesting thing. Um, would I go back? No. Would I have gone the first time and done things a little bit differently if I were to go back again? Like knowing, like, I basically went on two different vacations. There was a very touristy section of the island. And then there was a super, like, Cuba you know, Havana section of the island. Like North Korea. Well, no, because... Besides they dressed so, up for the news reporters that they let in and Dennis Rodman. Well, cause, no, because Havana, Havana is a beautiful place and we stayed in the older district. I mean, the hard part is, is there's money, but none of it's going back to the people. And that was one of the most difficult things to see. Talking to them about like, hey, yeah, we're, go- we're taking you to Varadero, which is this tori- super touristy section of the island that we can't go to. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah, there's a golf course out there, but we can't play on it. It would be too expensive for us to afford it. And they don't – they subsidize everything here. They don't give you a week of subsidized golfing? No. Even during the off season, Nope. We'd have to pay full price. And it's not really our sport. <laughs> and it's too expensive. Like, it's a very odd mentality. But it gives Kudos more – Kudos to anybody that makes it out of that. That's all I can say. It gives – for those that are stuck – so they can get visas now and they can leave Cuba, but it's too expensive for them to get a visa and it's too expensive for them to get a, a plane flight out. Well, it's just, I mean, I'm just saying in the, in the, because the cards are literally stacked against you. you so know, somebody like soccer players or Yoel Romero that like they get out. People want to be musicians and athletes because they're the ones that have the opportunity to travel outside of Cuba um, for, and I was like, wait a minute, how do they get paid? And they're like, oh, by the, by the government. And then they get to travel outside other places and they get to make money off of like commissions and stuff from, from travel. Have you ever heard the Dave Chappelle bit about uh, making it out of the hood? Uh, and he's like, I went back and visited my old high school and they allowed me to give him motivational speech. And I told him, you can make it out of this ghetto. But you gotta learn to dance or shoot basketball yeah. or something and get to entertaining these white folks. Yeah. Like and it's just entertainment industry to get out. Um, I actually, I actually have seen that and I thought it was pretty damn funny. And then, yeah, he's amazing. Um, but no, that's that's what I feel like. It's the same thing. It's like, it's just, it's unfortunate. But I mean, I'm I'm glad that it's uh, it's lifted. We uh, we got back past that old. Uh, missile crisis, as it were, and uh, well, I'm just glad I went before they close it again because who knows what's going to happen. I mean, Fidel dies, Raul and Obama are, are good enough friends; they open it back up. But who knows what's going to happen with Trump and and the Cuban government? I don't know. I hope nothing. I mean, Cuban the Cubans are beautiful people because they have nothing but like their personality and who they are and. There were on, on several occasions they, I was given things that I I didn't have as a tourist to help me out. So like we went on a catamaran out to go snorkeling. Um, not only that was everyone nice, but my fat ass American head wouldn't fit their snorkels, <laughs> and so they um, they one of the photographers out there had a different set of, of, of goggles that fit different, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Do you want to borrow these while you're out here?" And I was like, "For real?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's not a problem at all. You want to borrow them?" And he just lent me his goggles for an hour so I could go snorkel and enjoy myself. And then I gave him back before I left and I tipped him. Like, super nice. Um, 
They don't ask for anything. They're very service-oriented. But not only are they service-oriented, they I don't think they're the type of people to ask for anything anyway because you most likely have more than the person next to you. So there's no point of asking because chances are you are either in equal place or better off than them, mm-hmm. you know, for the situation. It's 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 very very. I mean, in the way that communism is in that situation is very awful. I somewhat understand it because like their crime rates really low, other than even against tourists, because they you can't steal from someone that doesn't have anything. You know what I mean? Like. If you have the exact same as me, I mean, I understand. I don't. I don't like it, but I understand the mentality of why the. the if you and me have the same, same amount of food and the same clothes and the same everything else, then why am I going to steal from you? Because we get it's the exact there. same thing. You hear about that in Venezuela? That uh, yeah, the forty-eight people dying because Tamara or what? No, that's in in Brazil. Nonetheless, Venezuela's in really bad shape. But keep well, going. B- well, so. This is getting way off an MMA podcast. We'll, yeah. just, we'll just periodically just world invoke. politics. We'll just keep periodically. So invoke. hey, man, we need we need to dumb it down. Our fans aren't <laughs> smart enough for this type of thing. Yes, they are. How dare you? Just joking, MMA fans. Um, and uh, yeah, it. Uh, what was I going? With? Oh yeah, Venezuela. They have Bitcoin that they're doing down there because they can't get paid normally, and nobody accepts their currency outside of it. But they accept Bitcoin, and so. But since they. Uh, since it's state-sponsored electricity, it uses an insane amount of electricity. Um, and so they're finding people and, like, persecuting them for stealing and stuff like that. But it's the only way that they can actually have commerce outside of Venezuela. So they're, they're actually building server farms to collect Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, that's but crazy. It's, but it's it's free electricity and yeah. everything. And so, like, they but have... holes too much. It has... But they can't really tell. But it, yeah, it's it's insane. It's actually kind of a haven for it, but at the same time, if you get caught, you're screwed. Um, so yeah, y nuevo, yo Romero. Uh, he so he's still not getting the shot against Bisbing, right? Because Bisbing's like, oh, now I'm injured. Yep. And GSP saying he doesn't want to fight anybody except for someone like Bisbing because he knows he can beat Bisbing. He's also injured too, right? That was the last thing that was. Yeah, there. ish. He wants to wait until October. Is basically what he said. He'll be ready to go in October. Do you see the the person that that brought up the uh, the point on Reddit that we might have already talked about this? It was a while uh-huh. ago, but they brought up the point was like uh, this time four years ago or whatever it was. I can't remember. Bisbing was railing against. Uh, Anderson Silva for holding up the middleweight division to fight GSP. Exact same scenario. Yeah. Well, Bisbing, Bisbing knows this is his last hurrah, so he'll sit out for the money. I mean, Tyron Woodley's the only one I think that's actually telling it how it is. Like, hey, man, I want the money fight. Like, there's nothing else in MMA. I already have the title. The only thing I can do now is just make as much money as humanly possible, and I'm not going to fight a bunch of random people until I lose and not make money doing it. And it's terrible. And the fact that they even allow for it is is awful. But at the same time, like, I'm not in that situation. That's not how I'm feeding my family. Well, look so. at Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Like, he, he just fought murderer after murderer after, and just took beating after beating till eventually got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And had to sit out his next fight because he was worried about yeah, his brain. He couldn't take it with Cerrone, which was the money fight for him. Coincidentally, after he lost the belt, right. really. Um, yeah, he'd so, make more money on the Cerrone fight, I think, than he would on almost any title fight. Other I don't than think so because of how too. you get points. Yeah, well, pay per view. I don't points. know though. No, no I know what you mean, but, but I'm talking like straight across. Yeah. We're not talking pay per view yeah. points and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And so, I mean, and they should get pay per view points on whatever pay per view they're on because it, it'll help sell. Well, do you think that? I mean, that's the thing is, I put just that don't. On Fox? No, you can't put that on. It's too violent for Fox. That one? No, Cerrone that's, no, that's a that's a that's a pay per view card for yeah. sure. But no, it's. That's the thing is, like, I understand picking your fights, but at the same time, like, October. Yeah. October. That's – I'm all about being smart. They're in a violent, violent sport that has a very – in most divisions, a short time frame that you can be effective at it. But Here's my only irritation. We run an MMA podcast, so we have to talk about it. If we didn't run this, I wouldn't talk about Bisbing at all. If we didn't run yeah. this, I probably wouldn't be talking about Conor McGregor ever. Yeah, because, I'd like, gosh darn Bisbing, yeah, darn man. Until he comes back, and until they have a fight, there's really no reason to talk about them. So maybe we can make them disappear by just not posting and we're talking about them. Just like the Simpsons episode with the giant, the giant uh, things that are destroying the city, and everyone stops looking at them, and so they go away. 
Hmm. Just don't look. Just don't look. Just don't look. I haven't watched Simpsons, really. No. Well, this is like when we were probably like 10 or 11. Nonetheless, it's a pretty funny concept. And it it really is the irony of why anyone's famous, right? You are giving the time of day by watching whatever their antics are. And as soon as you stop watching, it's kind of like the whole like almighty dollar, right? You pay for something and that thing will continue to exist. As soon as you stop paying for that, it will stop existing. Um, as long as like a, a, enough of a conglomerate stops watching, like you spending, like you, yeah, like YouTube, like YouTube doesn't exist example. anymore. Yeah, because you don't watch it. No, well, I mean, nobody's going to. All the content's leaving, so they're not paying anybody. But the, the hard part is, is they can't. So that's a catch twenty two, because we only pay them because they they get enough reach and views and click through and stuff on YouTube. You take that somewhere else, you're not going to make all that pay. Eventually so. The, Eventually, but you have to be the you have to take all of your fans across. You know, and he's posting a ton of videos recently. Who? Pornhub. <laughs> yep. Reddit's been posting a whole bunch of stuff that's linked to Pornhub that has nothing to do with porn. Like, there's a video. Of, it, we'll, I'll, I'll invo- every time I invoke a different country, I'll invoke their fighter. So, Khabib Nurmagomedov, his country, yeah, Russia, Russia. Uh, there, there was a censored video of like uh, I think. It was about Chechnya or like the uh, anti-gay protest. I'd have to go back and look at it, but they censored it, so mm-hmm. Pornhub threw it up. Really? Yeah, because they wouldn't. They couldn't watch it on YouTube, <laughs> so they can watch it on um, Pornhub. I, I mean, it's kind of a brilliant idea because it's Pornhub. As soon as someone freaking clicks on it, they're gonna watch that and then probably be on the website for at least another twenty, thirty seconds. Yeah, it's a lot of ad time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of ton, a ton of time to advertise that. Um, so speaking of terrible things on the internet. <laughs> you you uh, recently got brought up to speed, and uh, we'll talk about it now. Oh yeah, man, Angela Macanya. So emphasis on gone. Yeah. So let <laughs> let me break down what I knew, and then break down the what basically happened while I was gone. So we covered it last week, just to be clear a little bit at the fighter summit. But we're gonna. There's more that happened. So yeah. So the fighter summit, Cyborg punched Angela Macanya, and everyone was like, "Oh, yep, you take steroids, you get roid rage. That's just what happens." Like, cyborg, 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 it's her fault. And that's where they kind of, where it was left for me. And it was kind of like, cyborg, man, what a dumb thing to do. And then it comes out that all of these other things were happening. So explain to me once again exactly what she did to get punched in the face. (laughs) It's pretty funny. (laughs) Angela Macanya uh, posted a video of Jigsaw from Saw um, below a picture of uh, cyborg. To be fair, it's uncanny. (laughs) <laughs> it looks what's well, even worse about the picture is she's like training a little kid like she's yeah. out there like just being a, an honest is she training a little kid she might or be is she giving them an prepa- ultimatum yeah she may be preparing them to either kill themselves or someone else um but and so she posted it and nobody even i mean nobody knew about it at that point i don't even know how cyborg knew about it because she's maganya's so irrelevant cyborg is super active on social media She's like, like we have an Instagram that we use like once every whatever amount of time. And she likes our images almost all of the time. So I think she just goes through. I mean, most likely, but like she'll comment on stuff. And yeah, she most likely has someone else running her social media, but she still gets it to a point. It's not funny at all. Yeah. You should never liken anybody to Jigsaw. I mean, (laughs) I have a love hate relationship with. Oh, no. So anyway, we. Let's get into this. So Maganya gets punched in the face because she posted a picture of Jigsaw next to Cyborg. And you must people, respect. People do shit like that all of the time. But I understand, man. If you do that to someone that... I mean, fighters are always like, hey, man, you got an issue with me? I'm at this gym every single day. So I went way more into this. They will this. punch you. Yes, and they should. Uh, it is assault, though. And, I mean, she has every right to with take... a deadly it. weapon. Uh, well, it, it could be chum- it could be felony charges, unfortunately. But um, so this is the thing. I went, what a jerk! You're a UFC fighter. Yeah, you pick a fight with the the champion. She punches you, and you go to the law. Yeah, yeah. It's Ugh. and see, I got kind of lambasted on Reddit because it's like it's assault. She has every right to, and it's like, yeah, she does, she does. But um, I don't know, like it. it 
She's got no other way to make money, so she's got to sue Cyborg. She hasn't fought in like two years. She was but 11 and 8 when she did. She So, like I was saying, I got way more into this, so I went back and listened to two Ariel Hawani interviews that she did where she hates Ariel because other people people told her stuff about him, how he's a bully. And so she and he like was like, well, you said Cyborg or Angela Magana? A- Angela Magana does okay. not like Ariel, Ariel, Ariel Hawani. So he confronted her about it and he's like, and he just breaks it down. And he's like, so he's been saying this, this, this about me. I guess I should have ta- told the said their first interview first. So she calls into his show as a fan. And he's like, oh, we have UFC fighter Angela Magana calling in. And she's like, this is Angela Magana, tough 20. And, uh, and he's like, hey, how are you? And so he he goes through this whole thing. And she's doing like a chill sun and shtick. And he's like, are you writing jokes down? Because she brings she invokes these things out of nowhere and just starts talking about him. And he's like, are you doing like a shtick? No, I'm not going to let you read this on it. And then she tries to get him to like refer to your majesty. And she's referring to all the fans as peasants. Much like you did insulting their intelligence. <laughs> Peasants. And so she... Catch me at the next summit. How about that? How about that? So, no, and uh, and so he's like... um, He's talking to her and he's like, why are you referring to people like this? And he's like, if you knew how they treated me on social media, he's like, well, you kind of asked for it. Well, like, they started it and he's like, okay, whatever. And so, and he just keeps calling her out for a shtick and then she eventually leaves and he just like looks at it like... That was the worst interview I've ever done. That was terrible. It wasn't even an interview. He's like, she called in. That was not an interview. And so then he meets her again in a backstage thing. And he's like, you don't really like me too much. And she's like, yeah, well, I talked to other girls that said you were a bully. And uh, then I got interviewed by you. And, uh, yeah, I definitely see that now. And he's like, but you said this, this, this about me and these people. And she's like, yeah, well, we're in the fight game, so we can. And he's like, so you you can insult me. But I can't make commentary or insult you. Isn't that a double standard? She's like, I'm okay with double standards. Literally just said that. And so that whole thing's weird. And then I went to her Twitter page before she started taking everything down and blocking her Instagram and all that stuff. And it's literally just nude shots of her. She just sends her stuff out, but it's like clearly like provocative. Hand bras. Hand bras and then like star nipples and things. Side boob. Uh, Jigsaw's face. Jigsaw's face. <laughs> cyborg. No, I was actually Cyborg. Oh, my mistake. But, <laughs> but um, no, it, 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 she's just the weirdest person in the world. And he, in the very first interview, he's like, have you ever heard of, uh, what do you call CTE? It? Well, no, he's <laughs> he, true. Well, he told, he's like Exma heat or something like that. And it's like, you have good types of heat that you want the public to have. Yep. Cause she always invokes Connor saying I, he does it. Why can't I? And it's like, you, you don't understand. You're not smart with it. Like he has good heat. You have bad heat. And he's like, he literally just tells her dial it back. And she never did. She ends up getting punched in the face. And now cyborg is getting sued. Well, and the thing about Conor McGregor, say what you will. When John Jones got in trouble, he called him. When Ronda Rousey lost, he called her like whether or not that's just a move to be like, Hey, everyone else is against you. Like this is eventually going to happen to me. And I don't want to be the guy that has like no one there. Um, he at least is trying to establish relationships within the community. And it sounds like after Brandon Vera, and you have to explain a little bit about this, it sounds like nobody likes Angela Magana. This is the other thing I'll say about Connor really quick. He has an understanding when to say something and when not to. Yeah. And he, he can he can create the moment to say something. She literally always is saying something until she eventually posts something to the wrong person. And Cyborg is the wrong person. Well, and if he's going to talk shit, let's say with someone like the Diaz brothers, he's going to watch his back. If you went to that summit, which he wasn't there, I'm sure that he's making sure that the freaking Diaz brothers and their little henchmen don't sneak up behind him and sucker punch him. Well, and they'll they'll, they'll resolve it in the cage. Like if they're well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if he says something, like say that I mean he posts um, some stupid thing about like gangsters in Stockton or whatever, yeah. and he sees them, um. He, they're going to set up a fight. That's, well, well the, no, the Diaz brothers are going to try and throw down right there because that's who they are. And that's right, what well, I'm they saying. They did that like, at the press conference, but they yeah. have security guards. They understand yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And I guess maybe there should have been at the summit. I don't understand why that whole thing happened anyways. But um, but if you pick a fight, like, or if he says something, he is willing to back it up. She will not fight her. Obviously, she's not going to fight her. Well, I mean, that was the closest Cyborg may ever get to actually fighting in the UFC. <laughs> Either of them, either of them may actually get to fighting in the UFC. I, uh, so 
going from there, so Brandon Vera basically said, "Hey, don't come back to Alliance MMA," right? And he had he had a whole like video and like write up in. on it, right? So he made an edited one because the other one was like laced with, I'm pretty sure, like expletives and expl- yeah. expletives. Thank you, and like just actually, I think calling her names. I haven't actually Brandon Vera's wife fights, man. Why don't they just set up a fight in one FC between his wife and freaking Angela Magana? Well, one because she's a UFC fighter, but I bet that's just coming to an end because they she just creates too many problems. But it says, yeah. "I was gonna." This is Brandon Vera. I was going to leave this alone. She kind of embodies what's wrong with the world today. He doesn't even leave it at MMA. He says In the, the world. world yeah. But then he breaks it down, which I agree with 100%. Super entitled, whines and cries about everything and no other skills whatsoever. Pretty worthless. You got your card pulled for cyberbullying someone you thought you'd never run into. Super drama, which is 100% true. Yep. Do me a favor and keep away from my alliance MMA. Uh, I feel like a bully for posting this, but she's a prime example of the world gone to shit. P.S. There's a reason why no one is standing up for you and your homegirls, training partners, even fighters at the summit. You deserve it. Also, your hospital picks are shit for case for a case since you went to the Snoop Dogg concert that very same evening. Um, and then he says, if anybody else has a problem, they can come meet him after he gets back from Guam. Which is so the the I think the funniest part about all of this is Brandon Vera and Cy, like Chris Cyborg are supposed to be two of the nicest people in the MMA community, and a lot of people, including myself, say negative things about Cyborg for like paying hot for steroids and stuff. But as like a person. I've heard nothing but just amazing things about her and everything that she's doing. Brandon Vera as well. So if someone that everyone loves punches you in the face and then someone that heads up your gym who's also supposed to be just a super nice person writes a scathing letter to you, open letter to you, you're probably a pretty terrible person. See, and that's the other thing is there is a likable side to her. Um, Interestingly enough, the guy she doesn't like, uh, Ariel Hawani got it out of her. He's... So he starts talking to her, like, legitimately just, like, gives her a second chance in the interview, and he starts pulling out of her, like, why she is the way that she is, and you empathize with her. Mm -hmm. And then she starts talking about how she's a mom, and she's always, like, she's grown up in a terrible, like, uh, upbringing. She's had terrible upbringing her whole life, um, and she's fighting through it, and she has an avenue through MMA and ADD and all this. Like, she goes into all this stuff, and you're like, now, like, that's – yeah. You shouldn't be told like necessarily what to say about yourself, but that's the stuff that you should be saying. And then if you have some attitude, throw that in with it. Misha can be a bitch sometimes. Nate can be like, uh, or Connor can be a bitch sometimes to people like bitchy, I should say. But like at the end of the day, they PC. are PC. Just joking. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like they also have like a story to tell. She talks about her dad being a wrestling coach to her, like all that stuff. You know, what's well, like. The the people that you look at that seem like the biggest douchebags, like Chel Sonnen, Tito Ortiz, Conor McGregor, Nick and Nate Diaz, like those type of people, and then you hear real life stories about all of them, and they're just super nice. So I've never heard anything outside of, and, and who knows now with Conor McGregor, because there's videos now of him like taking people's phones and him showing up in trees and weird, weird stuff. But like Tito Ortiz goes to his like freaking kid's like wrestling tournaments like he was accused of abuse but then turns out that like jenna jameson was absolutely nutty and like super hopped up on pills like and then you look at like chel sonnen who's a hill but in real life other than like being wanted by the law in oregon for like doing illegal things with selling houses he's supposed to be a really good dude you know like Um, it's very odd how some of these people that are like the bad boys of the sport are supposed to be some of the nicest people and I think Tito Ortiz was the bad boy of the sport because of the way he looked. I mean, he just looked like he was the kind of guy you didn't want to run into in the freaking back alley. Yeah. And then you have John Jones, who would just everyone says is a pretty big piece of shit. No, I mean, I mean, like Chell says, like well, they actually like him, but but I mean, Chell's never going to say a bad word against anyone that he's not fighting. I don't think. Um, Other than people trying to steal a shtick, like when he talked to Ken Shamrock, and he's like, "These kids coming up have to learn. Like we, we've built them a map of how it's done. You can't steal it, but you need to you need to win, and you need to talk shit, and you'll you will get to the limelight, and you will make more money." I feel like I feel like John Jones, and I don't want to get in too much into him. We'll get into him in a couple of weeks, but yeah, when or, he misses his next fight. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I think in real life, he's probably a good dude. It's it's just. This is the wrong kind of fame for him. But apparently, maybe, apparently he's a dude to the bar that just buys drinks for everybody all night. I don't in drink the so one, I don't, in the one bar in New Mexico. So I don't I don't know if that would uh, entice me, but I think even I could sit down and just have like some jokes with him and stuff. I think he'd be all right. Um, 
Getting all go- MMA gossip out of the way as far as like needless drama. That was gossip, man. Well, we got another We got one. into it. Like you straight up Keemstar drinking with my boys. Nope. You didn't hear about this oh, one? Oh, no. What happened? So um, apparently a bodybuilder got online and started like saying stuff to TJ, if I remember right. And then Cody jumped on and started calling him out. And uh, he's like, you're messing with the wrong guy, man. I will show up. Uh, at your gym and beat wait, the shit Cody out of you. called it. No, the, the other guy did. No, um, wait, hold on, wait. So, so there's a bodybuilder talking trash on TJ. No, no. So there's a. So I think if I remember right, TJ posted something. The bodybuilder commented on it as like, like a friendly thing. Oh yeah, and, and then, Garbrandt got on and be like, bitch. And so the bodybuilder's like, dude, you don't want this fight. You're talking to the wrong guy. And he's like, and he just laughs at him and keeps calling him out. Guy books a plane ticket for June eighth. And he's going out to half a male, and he's saying you can catch it on, uh, which he's an idiot announcing the date. Yeah, because if because the cops will be there. Yeah, but he has like a pay per view channel that he's going to be pushing it through the, that Connor did at nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, and then he just released a promo video a few hours ago for it as well. His name is uh, Matthew Klein Cater, and apparently in he's his, a smart marketer. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's he. It, that's why everybody's like, is this staged? Why did he already have all that set up? But he also, I mean, he does promo videos. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I kind of want it to be real. And I, I, I want to see that fight more than I want to see the DJ. I want to see legitimately how much skill can take. Because this guy's like probably, like easily, he's over 200 pounds. Jeez Louise. I want to see just Cody. Dude, if you're. No weight fighting this guy. If you're a bodybuilder, you're not going to move fast. You've got too much muscle mass and you're going to gas quick. You just need one. You just need to get your hands on him for a second. If Dominic Cruz couldn't put hands on Cody, that he dude's did. not going to be able to play. Well, I mean, he did, but you it's, know what I mean. It's different when 200 pounds is rushing you and, like, trying to grab you, not necessarily trying to punch you. Because, like, if 135 is just flying at you, you've dealt with that your whole life. You know how that feels. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's – I would be way interested to see that fight. If he can weather it, it's the ultimate um, stamina thing. If he yeah. can weather it and get away from uh, – Cater, he's gonna win the fight. What he's was gas quick, dude? I just saw a video like this on freaking Reddit, where it was like butter. It might have been Butterbean or somebody else, a big old dude, big old fat guy, fighting this little Brazilian, and the Brazilian taps him out. Yeah, it's one of the old ones. Yeah, because he can't get hands on it. I mean, he tries to. Yeah, one of those circus fights. This the gentleman, and he here. taps him out. Oh, dude! I hope <laughs> I hope Cody tunes him up. Who's that Fousey tube over there? Hey, hey, hey! You're gonna get us fought. You're gonna get us fought <laughs> yeah. over here. You shut that, up. Is that Fousey? He is a sweetheart of a man. We love you, Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew, I know we can't beat him up. Oh no, that guy up. would own. Yeah, that guy would own us. Yeah. And the fact is, is if he flies out here, I'll have my wife make him a nice meal, and we won't fight him. He can take me to the gym and and outlift me. I'll make him dry edge steaks. Yeah, dry. No, don't promise that. Those are expensive. <laughs> hey, you got us into it. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> Matthew Klein, you fly out here. Sometime after June 8th. If you fly out to Prescott, Arizona. Yeah. Glendale. Flagstaff. We will buy you whatever you want. Yeah. Do you know the MMA gym out there? Do you know what the, the Alliance is off the top yeah. of your head? Can, yeah. Yeah. We're going to send him over to. <laughs> we're going to send him. My name's Brandon Vera. I work, I work out out of Alliance. Mention I'm in Guam a, right now. But. Mention that you have a problem with me on how I, uh, how I addressed Angela Magana. We Let's have a discussion yeah, about it. Yeah. 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 Be like, hey, where's where's the guy with the Egyptian tattoos up his spine? <laughs> I want that guy. That's um, me. <laughs> um, speaking of Cody, I actually just watched the last episode of The Ultimate Fighter, which you are not going to have seen. Um, but there was a very interesting conversation, and TJ comes off as the better of the two, like he has all season, but Cody makes a super solid point. So... Spoiler alert coming up here if you haven't watched the latest episode, which is on today. Joe Stevenson loses to Justin Edwards. It's like a, a brawl. It's a good fight. And you can tell both of them during some time in the fight are rocked. Like, not like drop, like they're not dropped to one knee or they're not knocked down, but like standing like Chris Lieben kind of just throwing punches and not all there. Mm-hmm. Well, then they go in for the, the wild card of the redemption aspect of it and... Um, of course, both of them kind of pitched their own guys and Hassan is picked and Joe Stevenson is picked and TJ pitches it as like, he's the ultimate redemption. He's already lost once. Like this is it. 
And so Cody comes out and he seems really pissed just that they picked someone that wasn't one of his guys and his guys deserved it more. And then he starts getting into it of like, hey, man, it has nothing to do with him. He's a legend. He's all of these things. But he he's fighting in six days. He just went out and he had a war and he has to fight again in six days. If I was his coach, if I was his team, I would not allow him to fight for his own health. I wouldn't allow him to fight. And Cody's... Cody's a smart dude, but he's not well, he's not well spoken. So he's like, he's there and he gets it, but he, he has a hard time explaining himself. So like, as he's talking, it just sounds like he's just pissed that both of his team, like his team didn't get both wild cards because they lost all of them. And the one guy that lost on TJ's team, you know, gets the next fight or whatever it is. And so like TJ being as calm as can be is like, you know, he needs to feed his family. Like, he needs to go out there and, like, this is the only chance he's got. Like, whether it's six days or not, this is this is it. And so, it, I was thinking about that. And, I mean, even, even, even uh, Cody's like, yeah, man, I understand that. And I've got all respect for it. But if I'm his coach, I don't let him fight. Um, and so, I wanted to get your opinion on it. Is it more important that he has the opportunity to provide for his family and to get his potentially his fighting career back, or is it more important that his health and his long term well being is taken care of? Oh, uh, there'll always be a way to feed your family for these kinds of guys that are dedicated to something. They can find something else. He's working on a TV show as like the MMA like go to guy. Um, so I would Joe say, Stevenson. I would say the smarter move is clear. Not clearly, I shouldn't say. I guess, but is to go for longevity, but uh, anytime that you tell these fighters that they can make some money doing something they've done their whole life, love doing, but then it also betters their family a little bit for one one night's work. I understand there's training and everything that goes in, but I mean... They're going to do that anyway. Whether they're fighting or not, they're going to go train. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, the, the one... the, the f- Making that money that night, any of these guys are going to do it except for... Who Matt Mitrioni, like, which I respect. That sounded like a slight. No, like that's he. He made a hard decision. Was it Matt Mitrioni? The one that got knocked out in training and then I thought didn't he left. Out? Did he? Did Matt Mitrioni leave? Or is he I training? think he, no. He's fighting Fedor. I know Anthony Johnson did. I, I thought there was a heavyweight that did it recently too that just stepped away. Anthony Johnson's the only one that I can think of. Anyways, to his credit, he's he decided it was time to get out. But um, as far as is a coach, I couldn't tell somebody that they can't fight. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, and that's what he said. He's like, he's got to feed his family, but he does. He is working on a TV show like Justin Edwards. You remember Steve Caballero, the, the skateboarder, one yeah. of the original skateboarders, the one that had the weird, the weird, yeah, the weird old shoulder. Yeah. I watched this episode and all I could think about is Steve Caballero and, and Joe Stevenson basically being the same person. And then when they showed me that Justin Edwards and Joe Stevenson were both 34, I agree with Cody Garbrandt. Like that dude's taken enough punishment in his life that, this fight on six days notice after being slightly concussed is not going to benefit his brain or his longevity. And I may it's not like Joe let Riggs him fight. When I watched him on the, exactly. uh, the uh, Bellator one that they tried to put together. He looked amazing, but it's like, you look at me like he's 32. Yeah. What? Yeah. But they call him big rig because he's literally been hit by a big rig. <laughs> Maybe more than once. <laughs> yeah. It dragged him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I... I mean, I'm 30, and Joe Stevenson is 34, and he looks like he's pushing, like, 45, 50. Like, it's... And all power to him to go out and compete and be able to just go out there and give it his all because he did put on one of the best fights of the season. But this is one of the only times... And there's one other thing, actually, from this this season. This is one of the only times I agree with the season with Cody Garbrandt. The other thing I really liked about this season is his girlfriend. When they came on and when they were drinking and the whole drinking with my boys got big with my boys. Yeah, dude, that blew up. I didn't no, understand hanging, what it was. Hanging with my boys. Yeah, it's man. making fun of him getting drunk and all he just keeps yelling is hanging with my boys. That's amazing. And his girlfriend, they tap, they cheers and they're going to take shots and he goes, hanging with my boys. And she goes, you're going to look like the biggest douchebag when this, when this airs. <laughs> And she was 100% correct. And that, that, that to me, for my wife, if she were to ever say something like that, like, oh, man, you're going to look like the biggest douchebag, that right there is like the note to stop whatever I'm doing dead in its tracks 
and not do it anymore. Yeah, but they're not married yet. But even <laughs> but even then, like he doesn't care. I mean, and obviously he's a he's a uh, bantamweight. I was gonna say he's a lightweight, but then it would have got confused yeah. because I was referring to his drinking, not his actual. weight. There was another Justin that uh, I work with, one tequila and about a third of a tall boy, <laughs> like on cloud nine. He was gone. Some people I'm are so allergic. drunk. Well, I don't understand why it's a bad thing. Some people are allergic to tequila. Like tequila can. He wasn't allergic. He just gets like he's super lightweight. And I was like, I, when people are making fun of him, I'm like, hey, it's he just cheaper. Saved money. It's, yeah, it's cheaper. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a slight. It, yeah, well, I, why well, it's a it's the men's culture. Whatever. I don't get it either. But so I thought it was super. I'm, I'm, her, I respect her big time for like because that to me in my relationships, like, hey. Whatever you're doing right now, do the opposite because it's, it's, you're not looking good. And so, yeah, it's it's just an interesting concept. And then Joe, he blew up. Do you think Joe Stevenson gets a, another shot? Is it one of the things that they're going to offer him in a uh, no. contract? No. He will never. He, he won't fight in the UFC. If he doesn't win this fight, he'll never be in the UFC again. And I don't think he wins this fight. And uh, I think I already saw a thing for the, the end. And it looked like Justin Edwards was going to be on the finale card. And I don't know where I saw it, and I think that I'm crazy because the, the season's not even close to over. But I was like, why in the world is Justin Edwards on this poster? Unless he does like, I have to go find it or look it up because I was very confused by it. So I had assumed that I had missed half the season and that he had already won. So. Um, I want to go back and watch him. I know that... Hanging with my boys! I just can't imagine Cody's as bad as everybody's making him out to be. He seems, like I said, he's not well-spoken. And you can have the best intentions and the best heart in the world, but you can sound really, really dumb if you if you can't present you know, yourself. You know how I said I could probably hang with John Jones? Yeah. I don't think I could hang with Cody because I feel like he could fly off the handle at any moment. No, I think with, I think with people that he likes, he's he's one of those like, Ride or die. We've known each other since we were twelve. We're well, brothers. We I will stab somebody for you. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't done that. And I'm, I'm liable to say something sassy to somebody in the room that he might have you that remember, relationship with. You remember Jared Hadley? No. Great kid. Still friends with him. He's a real estate agent. Anyone in Utah needs to buy a house, you can go to him. Uh, do business with Chell Sonnen too. Him and him and Chell. And um, Ally Akinta if you're out in New York. So long story short, what I'm getting at with this is. One, there was one time in high school that, so in our, in our high school, we had the commons area, correct? And if you were a sophomore, you could not go in there with the seniors, sophomore or younger. We didn't have freshmen, but long story short, he walked in there because he wasn't from the mentality or the understanding that there was any place in the school you could go. Like he didn't come, he came from a different junior high, just didn't understand. So long story short, one of the seniors who was not tough in in any way, shape or form decided that he was going to institute that he shouldn't be in there. And I remember watching this from afar and the kid was Matt Nelson or something like that. He was like six, five. He's not that tall, but he's tall. He's like six. He's taller than me and I'm six, two. So nonetheless, so they're standing in there and you can tell Matt's giving him a hard time and Jared doesn't understand what's going on, but he understands that there may or may not be an altercation. And before Matt even knows what's going on, you see Jared's face kind of change. Like, why are we still talking? Let's fight. He punches Matt, pulls his shirt over his head and starts freaking hockey punching him in the face before Matt has any clue what is going on. And that's how I assume that you're referring to you and Cody hanging out, that you accidentally offend him. He doesn't quite process how to communicate with words, and he just lights you up before mm-hmm. you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with John Jones. I feel like I have enough time to diffuse the situation. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, that I could see that, though. I could see Cody I grew up being with Matt like, Nelson, so I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. can kind of understand that. Hopefully. Well, he's not tough in the least. Yeah, he's probably tougher than me. He's probably tough. Not then. Maybe he wasn't then. He got jacked up. Eh. He got jacked up. And then my brother and his buddies had to go scare Jared because Matt was the senior. And even though they didn't care about him, they had to institute the laws of the land. And so he got, like, circled. And good thing he wasn't Court McGee because <laughs> he would have beat them all up. 
Just like the freaking Dave Wainsguard story that we've told. If you haven't heard it, it's on one of these podcasts. Go back and listen to all of them. Court McGee, find you'll it. find it in the last five or six um, episodes. Getting into this card. Yeah, man. Wait, which card? The past card? No. Let's just talk Gust. Let's just talk Gustafson. I love him. I was really worried that he was going to have another performance like he did against Blackowitz, which was him not being able to strike and having to win with his wrestling. And he looked really good against the striker. Now, Glover is a boxing striker, which is a completely different type of striking. But, man, did freaking Gustafson's striking look good. Um, Looked like the training that he did was heavily favored in the uh, the uppercut range, but then also the track and field. He uh, yeah, practiced I was gonna, his 100-meter uh, dash. I was going to ask you about that. I, was, I didn't like it, but he won the fight. You can't argue with that. I understand the concept because if you stand and you don't move fast enough, Glover's going to catch you. So I just you think he wasn't stick prepared and move, for him stick to, and move. I don't think he was prepared for him to keep walking him down either. Like, he kept coming. Yeah. Glover's tough, man. Oh, yeah, he's tough as nails. Until it took freaking three uppercuts and a, stri- and a freaking right cross, and he just was donezo. I, I was watching that in the airport, and I felt awful for Glover. I just did. And boom, I felt, boom, I mean, boom. I don't like seeing it, but like, it, that's as good as you can look in a loss almost. Like, he, he was, <sighs> he was, he wasn't necessarily in it. Like, Gustafson almost did like a Joanna, like, where the first round was kind of interesting. And then from there, it was just picking apart, picking apart, picking apart. You got to, this is, so after the fight, Gus, Gus talked major shit on John Jones. About how he just needs to get his life together and he doesn't think he's a good person or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. I don't mean to misquote, but he basically. And we do it all the time. Don't apologize. And so John Jones, John Jones responded on Twitter and it says, of course you're rooting for Daniel Gus. You might as well pray for him while you're at it. And then he has the, oh no, someone else posted the him suck it. I thought, I thought John Jones posted him. He probably retweeted it. I I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, I mean. It, it, it's it's smart to do that because no matter what, it sets up a narrative for the next one. Like you either want to fight DC or now you have animosity with John Jones. It's it's not. I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it's not a bad move. I think DC beats Gus again. I don't think he's. I think he out wrestles him. I think John Jones is the only one in that division that can beat DC, and I think DC is the only one that can beat John Jones. And I don't see it happening. Do you see Gustafson go for a ride again? Oh yeah. I was like, wait, are we, I, I legitimately for a split second thought we were watching a replay, and I'm like, Clover's not a wrestler? What the hell yeah, happened? But he definitely picked him up. Dude, he, he it was the exact same thing, man. I was like, how does that keep happening, man? Like, I don't get, I don't get it. Um, but it was a super good performance. I actually have the rest of the fights recorded because I wasn't – I actually – I was trying – I thought they were on Fight Pass – and I uh, locked up the fight pass account. Oh, you did? I had to log back into all of them. I can set you back up before I leave. Um, and then, uh, so, and then I finally, I, I found out that it was on Fox. So right when I picked up Fox again, it, the fight was just starting. But, and that's why I was kind of confused that like, I was like, are we watching a replay? What? The, like, wait, no, this is live. What the hell is going on? But So, oh, Desmere and Sirkinov fight. That one was interesting. That was. All of like 45 seconds. But he's already set up against Jimmy Menowa. I was so confused on how that happened. Yeah, it was a very weird. There was only one angle I could tell what happened. Back to the, yeah, he hit him right in the back of the back of the ear, which sometimes will drop you. Just like getting hit in the temple or like right on the nose. That was the Dos Santos. Right on the back of the ear. That's where Dos Santos hit Kane. Right on the back of the ear. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Probably because. I don't know. I'm not even gonna get into that. I, have I no mean, idea. it's right. It is right by your brainstem, which does control all. I hear of your it's motor. by your brain. Yeah, right there. Yeah. It's only like, it's right like there. half an inch from your brain. Whole thing right yeah. there, man. Brainstem. Little known fact: brain right there in your head. Oh, speaking of an interesting conversation to get into that will, will push us probably past the hour. I started watching these in the airport at the on the border. They changed the TV for me. There was a family with a probably, I would say, four-year-old daughter. And I, if I would have recognized my, my surroundings, I probably would not have changed it to the fights. But nonetheless, it is what it is. Like, you're in a public restaurant. Um, my wife also was like, why did you change it? Nonetheless, so we changed it. 
the mother changed positions with her daughter so she couldn't see the TV. And these were before the fight started. This is when one of the fighters had his flag and was celebrating. And then some of the families around us ended up leaving within like five or ten minutes after the fights came on. So uh, it was just an interesting concept to me. Instead of like using it as in like not a teaching experience but kind of like, yeah, I'm not necessarily into that. But other people, it, it is a sport just like everything else. They were they were showing a game between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers from Christmas. And I was like, this game's like six months old. Uh, can we uh, can we please, you know, the, the, the fights are on Fox or on FS1. And so – they changed it, but I thought it was very interesting. So it's weird to see the stigma with the with the UFC and how big of a stigma do you think that there still is, and do you think that that stigma will ever go away? No, Mm-mm. it doesn't have the longevity of boxing. Um, I don't think we'll ever see it quite because, like boxing, it's Navy days. It had mm-hmm. its own place, like it's integrated into culture in a different way. Well, like um, the, the NFL too was seen as like super brutal right back in the day, right? I think it still is. It's, I think no, it's, but but you know what I mean. Like people didn't watch because it was so barbaric. Knowing just talking to Paul, there's a certain level of people it just can't reach. Once once the red starts going, because you you see like football, it happens all the time. I tell Paul this. I'm like people like, um, I can't think of his name right now. He's a defensive end for the Texans. JJ Watt, like his nose bleeds like every game. He gets yeah. like the bridge because your helmet comes down and it cuts the bridge of your nose and you bleed. <laughs> And Paul, like, when you bleed, it's over, right? And it's like that happens, but you don't see, you don't see it because the macro of the game fighting is very micro. So you see every you see every hematoma, you see every blemish, you see their leg getting cut up. I just I think it's too visceral for people, um, and I just don't think there's a certain amount of population is just not going to reach. Period. And I can understand, like if I have a four, if I have a four year old or five year old, I probably won't watch the fights with them. I'll probably find some way to record them and watch them later. But it, by about eight, but I mean, by five, I'm hoping I'm rolling jujitsu with my kid. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be showing them it since day one, just so that when uh, the trauma comes from uh, spanking them, yeah. be like, no, I was just going over fighting with you the yeah, whole time. Yeah, we, that was just I a, never that spanked was just you. You don't hold any resentment towards me. <laughs> um,. The the card itself though anything that you haven't watched the main card the main card was pretty good man yeah um, and even I feel bad for Marcin Held coming over from Bellator and going zero and three in the UFC Wasn't he beat great. he beat Joe Lozon so he should be one and two and I don't know if he was winning his fight versus Hadzevic but he definitely got knocked out at the end those wrestlers that that begin to telegraph their takedowns are just asking to get kneed in the face oh that was enough yeah that was. That was the one that was – I was wondering if that would almost be considered illegal. I'm glad that it's not, obviously, because he's like he, – that was such a beautiful knee, man. It was so well He was shooting just, for the takedown. Were you saying his hands may have been down? I just don't know. Like, if his hands were – like, say that you're going for the takedown. I just – I would hate if that was, like, a rule if, like, some weird thing happens and, and we see it where, like – they go on down on their knees and their hands, but they're shooting and they just reaction, just like throw a knee and something like that happens. It's not that's not going to be fair. I hope that never happens because yeah. I don't think that's the the spirit of the rule. But like they're faking it and they put no, their not hands faking on. it, like legitimately going for a like a takedown, and maybe they have like a weird, maybe they miss once or something and they're scrambling and they're going for it again and right as they're coming up they kind of just hit them. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, do you want to get into this card? Yeah. So I have a question. This is probably one of the worst pay-per-view lineups I've ever seen in my entire life. Do you think it's because they plan on making all of their money by selling tickets in Brazil? Because this is a mostly like this is like a, there's a Brazilian in every single one of these fights. I I bet it almost sells out the stadium that they're fighting in, which would make uh, way more money than they would on all of the pay-per-views they'd probably I think sell. Think Globo's more their market. I mean, yeah, but, the but tickets, no one but... people don't pay for Globo. Well, they how how does YouTube make their money? advertisements yeah that they're gonna make a shit ton um but i actually like this card um i don't weirdly enough um i like the carlos jr spicely card um shoe face versus spicely is Spi- spicely's not a favorite in this and he's carlos jr is amazing and it's tough three he was the one that beat chell's guy um but spicely was supposed to lose the tiago san was it tiago santos 
One of the I Brazilian guys that was like the season three winner of the Ultimate Fighter, and Spicely no, submitted him. Three winner. Carlos Jr. was the heavyweight winner. Tiago Santos. That's who it is. He's the one with the tattoo down. And you and I were watching it, and you're like, oh, dude, this guy did super well on oh, dude, X so season. Carlos of- must have went down because he was fighting heavyweight. Carlos was fighting Cara Zapata, de Zapata, I think is how you say it, but it's shoe face. Um, Danny made sure to tell me that. Um, <laughs> shoe face. He's, uh, Cara de Zapata. He won the ultimate fighter in that same season, but at heavyweight, I know because that's the only one I've ever watched from Brazil. Interesting. But, um, so it's interesting. Spicely's fought both because the other one was middleweight. The guy that I really liked, right? The ball guy yeah, he, that was on Chell's team. Yeah. And he had the, he's got like the rosary tattoo on his chest or something like that. Yeah, I think so. I got to yeah. double check, but Spicely, but no, Spicely's good. At, like he's a good grappler. He's man. scrappy. Santos, Thiago Santos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. If we can load it up. Um, oh, yeah. YouTube took it down. That's why it's not loading. But, uh, yeah. I uh, I actually like Carlos Jr. in this fight. And I always said he was not a heavyweight. That's why it was super weird that he was on there. Oh, no. This was not the winner of Tough 3. This wasn't him. No, that's not him. That's, there's, that's too, there's, there's too many Thiago oh, Santos. Santos. That's what we're looking at. There's too at. many Thiago Santos. I've got him right here. Come poke your head around here. No, that is him. Uh, maybe that's I'm, not him. Maybe that's I'm not crazy. the guy that won tough three. No, it's not. Oh, it's because he had beat Nate Marquardt and Elias Theodoro, and then he lost to Musasi, and then he fought Santos. And because he looked so dominant coming in, everyone thought he was going to run through Spicely. He was like a 1,000-to-1 favorite, and Spicely ended up beating him. Um, This guy is, is the heavyweight champion. Um, I, of that season, yeah, he, and now he's a middleweight. He was tiny for holy a heavyweight, man. cow. He was honestly like middleweight probably suits him. In all honesty, like he he was a tiny, tiny. So then that means he's a legit. I mean, Rashad Evans won it at heavyweight. I just didn't want him to win because I don't like um, people fighting out of their weight class winning Ultimate Fighter. No, I didn't want. I didn't want. Uh, which is weird. I should have known the results before I watched it because I watched it way after the fact. But I didn't want. Um, Vanderlei Silva to win anything. Anything I wanted Chell to win. Um, Tiago Tiago Silva's Warley Alves is the other guy that won. That's yeah, Warley Alves, and he beat Wagner. Oh, Silva. and he lost to Bar- Barbarina. Warley Alves did, yeah. and he was supposed to run yeah. through him too. Um, I think Yancy Medeiros actually has a pretty good chance against Eric Silva because Yancy's freaking scrappy too. Like I really like. He's like a Max Holloway type fighter. Just scrappies can be. He lost against Dustin Poirier. I watched that fight. And then he lost against Francisco Trinaldo. And that fight was really boring because Trinaldo wouldn't really engage. If you haven't watched Tough 3, you should. Is it that good? I liked it a lot. There's the, the right amount of drama with the right amount of uh, like good fighters. Actually, the Vitor Miranda was a striker. And uh, uh, Carlos Jr. kind of picked him apart. But they were both kind of undersized. It was a good matchup. And the Warley Alves, he his whole season was just highlight reel. But dude, I take it back. Like I'm interested in this fight just because I'm a, a pretty hardcore fan of MMA. As a casual fan, I'm not interested at all in this card. So let's put it that way. But like Rafael Sunsal versus Marlon Morose, that's huge. Eric Silva, anytime he fights, it's going to be good. Yeah. Barachina, he's oh, going to be one. Maderos is a a swing or two swing for the fences type fighter. Uh, well, and Baracina, that's the one that everybody's billing to be something big. I actually, they show a highlight on, on Reddit of him like going nuts on a guy. He kind of swings a little wide in my opinion, but I think it's going to be a good fight. Bang, Bang Bos isn't that good of a fighter. Every time I've seen him fight, he gets his freaking ass kicked. Um, he would kick my ass. Actually, maybe the card that I'm least or the fight that I'm least excited for is the Belfort Marquardt fight. Yeah, he only beat Serafian. Because Bang Bos was supposed to come in too and be dominant. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't. So wait, which fight? The the fight that I'm at of the of like the main fights that we have, I would say probably from Spicely up all the way to Aldon Holloway, the fight that I'm least excited for is the Belfort Marquardt fight. Yeah. I mean they're selling that on name alone. Yeah, exactly. But And they'll go out and they'll and they'll bang too. I mean that's the thing. 
Like Silva and Medeiros are going to go out there and swing. Mm-hmm. Bangbos and Boracina are going to go out there and swing. Belfort and Marquardt are going to go out there and swing. Gedelia and Carolina. So Claudio and Carolina, that fight will probably be the most boring fight on the card. I don't think so. And there, I I say that by saying like that Fair. one's gonna, that's probably the 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 first one that's going to go to decision. Belfort Marquardt probably will too, but both of them have been knocked out so much. That it really is the wind could blow wrong and one of them could go down. Um, and then Aldo Holloway, I think, goes to decision. I think Aldo takes it. I can see that. I think, yeah, I can. I actually can. I I would agree with most. I think it's on Sal Morose. I think to. Belfort Marquardt doesn't go to decision. Morose is the favorite in that fight over a Sun Sal who's beat the, the who's who of that division. He's lost to TJ, who became a champion. He's lost to. I get what you're saying that it's not going to make a lot of money as far as pay-per-views go, but I I actually looking at this card, one I'm excited anytime Aldo fights. Um two my girlfriends on it. Claudia. And then Remember how I told you that she was actually a sweetheart? Claudia? Yeah. But who are you talking about? Who's your girlfriend? Claudia. Oh yeah. You didn't say that. I should remember my girlfriend forever. No. It was a tough season with Joanna. And I was like, dude, you got to watch it. I was like, Claudia's actually super nice and she's actually pretty cute. And you're like, no. And then you watched it and you're like, you're right. Eh, maybe. I don't know. But also Carolina's my side chick. Yeah. I got a cra- – That's <laughs> really why they're fighting is over you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not no, about she, the belt. It's about the Carson belt. She's like the sweetest girl in the world, man. Have you watched any yeah. of the Embedded? Uh-uh, but I know that she she's is. adorable. I think I think Carolina, Carolina wins this. I think she's a less, less effective Joanna – but I think she's got enough of Joanna's qualities that if she can, if she can weather the storm, Claudia's storm for the first and second round. Well, I guess she can't do because it's only three rounds. You hear how happy she was being Brazil? She got out there before Claudia. Yeah, she was out there before Claudia. Well, Claudia's in New Mexico. Well, she's in Poland, so she's spending in the. Well, no, I'm talking about training at Jackson Winkle John. Right, but I mean, I mean, she she flew out to Brazil before Claudia yeah. did. Like she was, Claudia actually says it on embedded. She's like, she's already on Brazil. Like she was, she was out there super early, but and they both seem like sweethearts. Yeah, and actually, I kind of Aldo kind of endeared to me a little bit again too on embedded, like because I Connor is the only reason that any well, and him not making fights. Well, everything after the Connor fight when they him and Rafael started talking, um, and he also called it. He he said he was a pussy, and then something came up where he could fight him again, and he was like, "No, it's too short a notice." Yeah. Um, but I actually I like this card, man. I think I like Holloway a lot, but I don't think he wins. Um, he was a good time too. I, I actually I, I really like the embedded's. Go and watch him if you if you want, gentlemen and ladies. But um, so your picks for we'll kind of go through them quick. So we're running. I'll give you I'll but. give you my picks and you give me yours. I've got Aldo. I've got Carolina. I've got Belfort. I've got Boracina. I've got Maderos. Uh, in reverse order, Silva, Boracina, um, Belfort, Claudia, and Aldo. Oh. I just it's all Brazilians all day. This one. I mean, if they go to decision, it will be because we all know how the judges score down in Brazil. Brazil, Brazil. Well, I don't know if there's gonna be a ton of decisions. Yuri Contra, man, he's been around for so long. So long. I don't even know why he's... Maybe because they like him down there so much. Johnny Eduardo, that'll be a good one. Matthew Lopez was on uh, Looking for a Fight. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that one. Is that his first fight? No, he lost his first fight in the UFC. Against, I think, another Looking for a Fight alumni. Oh, he's fought twice. So he lost to Ronnie Yaya, and then he beat Mitch Gagnon. And the last time, Holloway fought. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, I well, didn't no, sorry. I'm also. Well, I'm just looking at. The, I'm looking at their records. Basically, I start looking at records and who they've won and lost to compared to each other, so that I can bet on almost. I bet on a lot of these. I either parlay them or I, I pick the. So I bet on Aldo. I bet on Carolina. I bet on Asuncio, who's a. And I'm thinking about betting on Spicely, but I might not because it sounds like that's a bad idea. Um. True face is good. Yeah. I haven't seen him fight since the Ultimate Fighter. I haven't really paid attention. I've seen his, his face pop up a couple times. Um, like, I, wha- like whack-a-mole? Uh, Did you try and 
I did, did you try and shoe face him? I tried to hit him with a shoe in the face. Uh, let me let me think. Who did he fight last? Uh, last. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. Yeah, why isn't he fighting anybody that's of any type of importance? Well, he hasn't really fought at all. Marvin Vittori? I don't even know who that is. You might want to bet on Spicely, buddy. Oh, Leonardo goes to Leleco. What? He lost to Daniel Kelly? He lost to Patrick Cummins. Who did? Antonio Carlos? Before the UFC? Carlos. Yeah. Uh, no, this was uh, after. That was his first fight after he lost to Cummins in 2014. Oh, here we go. And he beat Eddie Gordon, who's he no longer in the UFC. Kelly. Yeah, well, he's on and off, man. Well, we don't know what weight class he's fighting at or anything either. And, and if the weight cut was rough. We can check on the Cummins one, though. Anyways, um, you might want to take the spice lead. I liked him. He was he was just he kept I, his head down. It, it's not worth it's not worth betting on. I probably if I don't if I don't feel comfortable. Let's just put let's just put it this way. I've been so cold betting that I think I went up from fifty to two hundred and fifty, and now I'm back down to like hundred and seventy five dollars. So I've lost almost sixty. You got to win that money back that you were at. You got to bet on spicely. Exa- exactly. I got to put it all on <laughs> spicely. I put twenty on Aldo. That's my biggest bet. Outside of betting on like. Tottenham over Leicester or something like that. Which doesn't really Stupid matter. Tottenham. They won 6-1 that game, and I was like, why did I only put 20? Yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane, man. Ridiculous. Yep. So that, I mean, that's the end of it, man. Anything else you want to bring up before we close it out? I think that is it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. It's good to be back from Cuba. I made it. I didn't think for a second that I, I might not come back. have to find a job out there with Bitcoin. <laughs> And uh, make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends about us because we're pretty freaking awesome. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.